In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents. If you feel depressed and if you feel anxious and you feel confused, you know what? Welcome to the club. Gazpacho police. Oh my God. What a stupid son of a bitch. He believes that it's a woman's right, it's a woman's body, and it's her choice. The Betches Sup Podcast. Sayonara, sucker. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Millie Tamaras. And this is the Betches Sup Podcast. For C-SPAN, he's the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. We're here with Josie Toda, Yasmin Hamadi, and Alicia Pascual Peña. They're actresses and now podcast hosts with the forthcoming release of Dare We Say, a podcast with Crooked Media. Uh, We are huge, huge fans of Crooked Media. Uh, Me personally, I'm huge, huge fans of... First of all, I love Saved by the Bell. That was like one of my favorite <laughs> sh- comedies. I was like, it's so smart. It's relevant. Of course, as a Dominicana, Alicia, I was so fucking hyped to see you. I know people that know you from the Bronx, so we'll talk about that later. Oh, but that. I know I was just like, I'm so excited to get to, to know all these girls. Uh, I'm really excited, y'all. I know when I got this pitch and saw it was you three, I was like, I got to send this to Millie and we, we got to make it happen. Thank you so much for your time. So we want to jump right into it to take all the time that you have. Um, so can you sort of give us very quickly the path that took you to creating this podcast? And, you know, there are a lot of podcasts out there. We're on one now. What do you <laughs> think is missing from the discourse that you want to add with your conversations on Dare We Say? I think something that we noticed in the pandemic, um, we were all living together and it was obviously a very stressful time for everyone. And we were having these like deep, extensive conversations that had a wide uh, range and variety, whether it was like, you know, systems of oppression and things that we are also equally, um, we, we feel important to talk about, uh, like plastic surgery craze in in the celebrity world and maybe not as equally Mm -hmm. important but as as equally easy to speak about um for at length of time and to us we just didn't think that there was an outlet for young adults um people who were below you know 30 years old to hear a discourse and conversation on these matters that are happening in the world um, and to sort of serve as a as a source that wasn't just an, in, an Instagram infographic or like a 10 second, 30 second TikTok where most people our age do get our information. Yeah. Um, and I think we were just like, why aren't we, you know, recording our, our late night conversations um, and getting paid for it? Just kidding. <laughs> uh, but but that, that's sort of that's sort of where it came from. I don't know if girls you want to speak on that, but that was like the beginning of that. Yeah, yeah I'm, Josie, you said it perfectly, but I also feel like Gen Z has a very big um, reputation. And I'm, I feel like my parents always say this, and, you know, my parents are immigrants um, from the Middle East, and they're just like, you guys, sometimes they feel like we're 
we're like the missing generation. We're lazy. I, we get a lot of laziness. We get a lot of living with our parents still. There's no drive. The, and I'm putting quotation marks here, like the American dream is over and that bullshit. But I just feel like that's just so false because there's three people right here that really give a shit about the world, that care about the world, and we are the future. I know that sounds cheesy and corny. I'm a Leo, so I'm very <laughs> cheesy. But it's, it's, we want change. We want to make an impact in this world and also have fun while we do it. We're three best friends who talk about everything from the next election, the midterms that are so important that we need to start voting for, but also like, late night text to a guy like mm -hmm. how we're gonna do that because totally. both of those i mean that's just part of our life alicia do you want to add to that too i think my sisters um articulated our thoughts beautifully um but essentially i just think we wanted a space where we were respected in our fullness i think that people specifically with our generation really love to compartmentalize and either say like you guys are the influencers or you guys are the tiktokers or you guys are the like way too far mm -hmm. liberal um, and super progressive and super peaceful culture. But it's like, no, and we're not rare in this regard. I, I would say that most of our generation are people that, yes, are engaging in Instagram and TikTok and all of those things and hook up culture, but also really concerned about the climate crisis and, and the country in which we're living and the future in which we're cultivating together. Um, and I just think that I'm really thankful that we now have a platform to kind of just elevate the conversations that were already so organically happening in our home. I think that that's something really special about the podcast is that, um, as cliche as it sounds, it was something like that we were galvanized to do because of other people. Mm -hmm. So we were just having these conversations with very different women in our own home living together during one of the most interesting times in the world. Um, and people would always just randomly say like, oh, I like really learned by that convo y'all were having. Or, um, you know, we were at dinner with you guys and that was fruitful. And mind you, it just was things that were happening mm -hmm. naturally. So uh, specifically, Yaz and Josie really of this actually becoming a thing where we're having these conversations um, on a larger scale, um, but also having fun and having comedic moments and hopefully being, bringing people joy with a bit of our little insanity um, that we call mm -hmm. a family. So I'm just grateful to get with them now. Yeah, awesome. We we always say on this podcast, or I always say, it's like we talk about the serious stuff, but we try to add like we eat our vegetables, but we always we save room for dessert. We're always going to get you both. Like you can't just have a meal full of vegetables. Nobody wants to listen to that. I'm sorry, nobody does. Maybe some maybe some of our our nerdiest listeners bless them do, but you have to throw in like you know some the things that you're really like that are weighing on your mind as young women as well, and that's a, you know a range of things. We're just naturally not boring people so like why would we have a boring podcast yeah amen <laughs> impossible so on betcha sup we talk about politics culture and feminism and i know those will be prominent themes in there we say so i'm curious what led you to becoming politically engaged or aware of any of these issues uh was it always a part of your life or something you got more into after personal experiences or something that happened in this country that's a mm. really good question that's a wonderful question and politics and my passion for civic engagement has always existed, but I think because it's mm -hmm. had to, because I'm black and I'm an immigrant or my, I come from a household of immigrants. So I, it's kind of like that W.B. Du Bois um, saying like to be black in America is to be like innately political, like everything that I do naturally mm -hmm. is political. Um, and I know that the girl 
relate um, in other regards of their identities about kind of needing about things. And um, but but in short, uh, I'm, I'm really grateful. I've always kind of been keen to politics. Like my mom loves to very embarrassingly tell everyone I was a president of my fifth grade <laughs> class, and the rest has been like I, I went to college and I didn't finish because the Lord had other plans, and I ended up on a random ass set <laughs> with Josie. But um, like I. Science. I, cool. I I have a really huge heart for um, kind of changing the world around me and working with disenfranchised and marginalized groups. Um, but honestly, I I think because growing up, I kind of had to, you know, I had to learn how to do it. I let the girls answer from their perspectives. Yeah, it's honestly mm, really sad to say this, but like in like eighth grade, I was like, I'm a libertarian. not even knowing what that meant. I had no (laughs) idea what that meant, but I was like. I'm going to be different than everyone else here. I'm a libertarian. No idea what that meant. And then my parents were like, okay, my dad actually, he's going to be like, why the fuck are you airing my grievances? But he, like fully an Arab man from Lebanon, he was actually the president of the Republican Club in college. Oh my God. And I know. (laughs) Yeah, that's so funny. So, and my mom's like a Democrat. And so we were talking about that when I was younger, and he's always, obviously your parents make it, and the people who uh, you surround yourself with uh, growing up, they really make an impact on what you believe in. Um, And I think being in theater and like kind of in that space with a lot of people in different communities kind of made me realize what the fuck was I saying libertarian for when that has nothing to do with what I believe in. And then really for me, really was the 2016 elections. Um, it's like everything, everything who I am today was not allowed anymore. And especially the people I loved most. So I'm like, okay, well, I feel like people are not doing anything about it. People aren't, even the people that we elected aren't doing anything about it. A tweet's not going to save anyone. I'm sorry. Sometimes getting a thousand signatures isn't going to do anything. You need more. So why I want to be a part of that more. So that's that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think it's so interesting uh, because maybe being in eighth grade is the only appropriate time to be a libertarian. <laughs> and I'm so glad that the girls from Dare We Say confirmed it. No, but they're, it's just so interesting that you're able to look back. And jo- I still want to hear what you have to say, Josie, but just uh, able to look back and be like, you know, a lot of my political identity was because I wanted to be different. And I personally feel like that's a lot of people on the far left, on the far right, that, yeah. you know, maybe don't even believe in what they're, but they just want to be different and outliers. And as more people are, you know, into their movements, they like are changing it just to be different and don't understand that this impacts people's lives. Uh, but Josie, I'm so curious to hear. I, you know, I know I don't want to cut you off from answering Oh my God, you're so fine. I think they answered it exactly how I would in, in different ways. I think We've all been marginalized on this call in one way or another. And I think in our own margins, we can relate to experiencing um, a, a sense of a sense of oppression and having our identity be politicized in that way. Because I think for so many of us, our livelihoods were not political. We, we don't think of fighting for our rights as something that has to do with politics, right? But now that there are discussions that are being debated on Senate floors, Um, It is politics. And I think that although in my own distinct journey, I didn't necessarily, um, you know, I've I've always sort of had a a passion to obviously speak up, speak up for that. And I had a mom who 
um, was incredibly civically engaged and she had um, worked and volunteered for um, campaigns and worked for the Arab American um, Institute for a very long time. It kind of really hit, I would say, all of us even more to another extent in the last five years. And I think that is because of the fact that our country has gotten so polarized and so divisive to a whole nother extent. And uh, at least for me, I felt like I was, I wanted to step up and I wanted to learn more, not only about the fight for my own causes, but my sisters and and my uh, siblings and um, fighting alongside them as well. And as much as I'd love to say that I've been on a hundred percent ally and accomplice since the day I was born. It's just not true. That's something that I've had to learn and had to work towards and I'm still working towards. And I think anyone who says that they're, you know, an 150% ally isn't an ally because the whole point of being an ally is, is truly, you know, striving to become that um, and striving to fight for that and, and fight alongside um, each other. So I think that would probably be my experience with that. Yeah, that's such a like generous perspective like for for listeners is that everybody has a starting point. Everybody's starting point is going to be in a different place. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click gift mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And gift mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. 
We are facing a really important election again. I feel like they're always telling us this is the election, the most important election of our lives. And <laughs> this is an election, of course, again, we're getting young people to the polls. will frankly determine how many rights people have, where they have them, how they can practice them. But a lot of young people are fed up with the establishment that's asking them once again to turn out and making promises that it turns out for whatever, you know, logistical reason they are not able or for whatever, you know, motivation reason they're not able to actually deliver on. What do you think that politicians get wrong about Gen Z and your generation? What do you think they're getting wrong? What do you think it's going to take to, what do you think really will motivate young people to turn out this election? Alicia, can we start with you? What a wonderful question. <laughs> um, love for, for like politicians to affect us rather than saying things that they humor. Like, I, 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 ooh, am I going to take it there? I guess I am. Like yes. Kamala Harris, I don't, I'm tired of seeing you do talk trends. Um, and black woman to black woman, I see you sister, but like, can we actually talk about what's going on? And I'm, I'm, we see the angry tweets and, and we see all the anger, but then you guys aren't really holding your counterparts accountable. Um, and I, I think that sometimes, or a lot of the times politicians think that they can win our vote by like taking a flick with a celebrity that we like. Um, and I'm really over it. And it's like, we're begging for tangible change and we're begging to be taken seriously. And I also wish that people would stop engaging in respectability politics. And that is a full conversation for another day. Um, cause I can only this in this time. Um, because I I'm tired of the niceties. I'm tired of the bureaucracy. I understand that there are all of these systems and infrastructures in place that, um, unfortunately and encourage such action, but uh, essentially like, also stop telling us how dramatic we're being or like that we need to go about things in a nicer kind of way. I'm really tired of being told that because the state of the world is, is dark. It is somber. And it is like, we need ridiculously drastic change, especially like when you have a week where 93% of your Republican party is voting against contraception. Like, I think that is shit that I should be yelling and screaming and cursing about. And I'm really tired of being given sayings that are like, but we need to reach across the aisle. I agree with that as well. But to what comes the point that our anger isn't valid? Because we're talking about people's rights and communities that, that I'm a part of, that I'm not a part of. So yeah, I, I just wish that politicians like actually respected us. I don't know. That's so not Nancy Pelosi and a Kente cloth. No more of that. <laughs> what do you mean? That was amazing. <laughs> the glasses came <gasps> off. Well, I, the glasses came off. Because when I saw everyone down on one knee with Kente cloth and the fist up, I said, I'm living in a black <laughs> I am living in a This is another Jordan Peele exist. nightmare horror film. Literally, Josie and I have had a personal conversation about this. I will say what I have to say, and I'll say it with my chest. I feel way about white people at protest with their fist up. I understand it's the way that you're showing solidarity, but I'm like, right energy, wrong execution. Um, but yeah, I just... Uh, you know, just like enacting real change mm -hmm. and stop telling us how policing our words and rather give some of that energy across the aisle. Because yeah, as much as it's uncomfortable to say, they're, they're getting their mm -hmm. agenda done. They're mm -hmm. doing it. They're doing a great mm -hmm. job. And they're not saying it nicely. Mm -hmm. Totally. I will shut up and let my beautiful sister and, and say their beautiful words. But yeah. I just, I just think what we're really saying here is that we do not believe words 
um, as, as currency anymore and that words aren't enough and that certain phrases are including trans lives in a speech is amazing it's monumental but it's not it's not full of anything it's not rooted in substance and i think we need to start um you know seeing our younger generation as people that can read in between the lines and i think that they Mm -hmm. thought for a while that they could just pacify us and i think a part of that is emboldening our own generation to get involved and um to hit the ground and protest and fight and to speak up and to not give up because that's exactly what they they want us to do um and i think we just really need to galvanize our own community and our own generation um because in their win we stay silent in their win we don't care anymore um Mm -hmm. so i think it's really hard it's a really stubborn fight that we have to fight but it's something that like has to be done and i think a part of that is by voting and it is by encouraging more younger people when they can to run for office because Mm. at the end of the day the people in there are the ones making decisions and not to say that our voices don't matter because they do matter and i think that's a misconception that a lot of young people have but Mm -hmm. like we need to be a part of of the sort of game players and and the chess players while while we're in there and i think that is a subversive take some might say you have to just break the game entirely but um i think that the only way to create change is to do it from from the foundation yeah adding on to that i mean that was very both you you and alicia you guys could we could have just ended it there that was perfect but i want to also add this system is working exactly how it was built mm. this is exactly what our founding fathers wanted for the white straight, and I hate, and I hate, a lot of older people roll their eyes and are like, white straight cis man, blah, 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 but that's exactly it. They're winning mm-hmm. because this, was, this world was built for them, but not by mm-hmm. them. And it's mm-hmm. so frustrating that they disregard the Gen Zs. And also, yeah. Josie, you bringing up, when you mentioned trans lives in a speech or a tweet, you acknowledging this group of people is the bare minimum. Mm. of advocacy and and protecting and supporting and encouraging them mm. and, it, and it angers me that they just think our politicians from the left to the right to the middle just saying uh, sprinkling i stand with my black friends and families then do more i don't give a fuck about a tweet mm-hmm. say yeah. something where's legislation and also like I, I this whole foundation alicia said this to me and I'll never forget it. It was one of our first conversations as friends, and it was very intense during the pandemic, and I was mentally <laughs> unstable. But she said, I'm so tired of adding seats to the table. I'm so tired of it. I want to disrupt the table, flip it over, and I want to build it up all back up together from today. Mm. And I think mm. we can honestly just take that right then and there. She said that to me, and my whole world was changed. Yeah, you all, you all just so perfectly kind of you know, we started by saying why Gen Z and the younger generation isn't isn't comfortable just taking those platitudes, and then you unpacked all of the reasons, all of the reasons why why that's unacceptable. And I know I can't wait to hear you talk about it more uh, on Dare We Say. Do you have a launch date? Do you have a release date for episode one? August eleventh. August eleventh, baby. Every Thursday. It is the day. And by the way, we're as we said too. I mean, obviously, we can we can get into it as hard as we can at any time, but. 
We also just truly talk about literally everything. I mean, we have a conversation yes. where we get into a competition of whether what's worse, diarrhea or vomiting. And it is truly <laughs> profound. It is yes. truly profound, the results of that competition. And I mean, we're always playing games and we have fun people that Listen, are going to be joining you got us. Into, if you're going to intellectualize, you're going to intellectualize everything. It's a way of life. It's a way of life. I can't wait to listen. Yeah, I think guys do it all the time. Guys are allowed <laughs> to talk about sports and go to get and whatever mm-hmm. and then or movies or whatever and still have legit uh, views on politics. It's only when, you know, women, femme people like share about how they enjoy shopping or getting their hair done and this and that. And we also it's just, you know, talk about politics and stuff that it's completely um discounted or not seen mm-hmm. as as legitimate so i say mm-hmm. fuck it we can talk about whatever we want i Amen. personally think that vomiting is worse than diarrhea okay, i think hot diarrhea- um <laughs> vomiting is worse than that di- i agree i, agree I never with you. cried when i'm diarrheaing i'm like like it sucks but when i'm <laughs> vomiting i'm like this is the worst feeling yep. i've ever had in my entire life vomiting I is truly it is like a reverse deep throw it is like you're oh, crying no. it's all the same <laughs> sensations but it's like all the worst results and you know what? I don't like to do that either. <laughs> like, Amen, very shallow throating for me. Uh, oh, only. wow. Amen. Okay, I'm Baby. loving this. We'll do what you must. We need paid. Really, I keep telling you, you got to save this for paid episodes. We got to do paid episodes. <laughs> that is the next frontier. Thank you all for joining us. We definitely have to have you back. We got to come on your show. This is, we have to chat more. We have yeah, so much more to talk about. You guys got to do the panels with us. You, we got, uh, we'd we love will. to hear you. We'd love Let to. Let us know. Oh, we're so there. Yeah. Thank you all Thank so you much. Thank you so much. Until the end of democracy, I'm Millie Tamaris. And I'm Amanda Juvenile. And this is the Betcha Sub Podcast. The Betcha Sub Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore SUP on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to SUPPod at Betches.com. Betches.